welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind, and our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. We all start off with a different level in the computer game, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like some people are born on on level one in yeah. like Ethiopia with like a, the biggest struggle that's going or something. Some people are born in America with like a vast family richness beyond the wildest or anyone's wildest dreams. We I all get different levels to play at. I'm not me problems. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm just this this piece of yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the universe. I'm not Chris. I'm not Chris Hopper. You're not Dan Harrison. Yeah, yeah. You're the universe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're just that, that. That's not a tree. That's the universe. Yeah, yeah. Everything is just one. I started to realise that within spirituality, it gives you. I realised that it gives you a purpose and a direction. I started realising that we're all connected on these deeper fundamental levels that we don't understand, and we're all spiritual, like we're all spiritual creatures of this planet. I don't. Def- I never define myself by name. Anyway, I don't define myself by age. Oh. I don't. I don't define myself by religion. I don't define myself by my skin colour. I don't define myself by what planet I'm on even. I don't even define myself what universe I'm on. The point of my life now, I'm already seeing past that. And I think to, for us to evolve on this planet, I think we've all got to see past all that crap. Maybe we are the still. Maybe we are the chiefs of this generation. Maybe we are the like the chief Seattle and sitting bull maybe we are them but maybe we are the ancient Egyptians as well but maybe we are the problem as well yeah definitely so we've got to understand that we are everything and only until we realise that we're everything can we realise that we can make a change hey what is up everyone in this episode of the Sen podcast This is the fourth instalment of The Scenes of Life, part four, about spirituality. And as you guys may know by now, we like to mix it up a little bit and get out into nature, into some of our most favourite places and record some epic podcasts with a blend of natural sounds in the background, adding to the ambience. So this podcast is no different. We decided to head to the place I call home, deep within the heart of the woods, and we both really felt that the woods would... Woods was such a perfect match to record a podcast about spirituality as we really feel the two really do intertwine really well. So within this podcast we discuss the scenes of life part 4 spirituality. So this is part 4 of our scenes of life and if you've not heard part 1, 2 or 3 I would recommend also checking out them episodes as it will give you a bit of an insight into the scenes of life and what it means to us. But don't worry if you haven't listened to the others because this episode can easily just stand alone in terms of what we talk about. So in this episode we delve deep into the world of spirituality. We talked about what spirituality is to us, what makes us spiritual, the start of our spiritual journey, what made us start taking spirituality seriously, is there a time where we question this is all bullshit, societal conditioning, why we should create our own religion, connection with the ancients, 
spirituality in society, human evolution, the future of spirituality. We delved into so many topics. But before we jump with this podcast, I would also recommend checking out the show notes as we've put a few pictures in there of us in the woods. And there's also a live video on our Facebook page that we recorded prior to recording this episode. And in the future, we also plan on recording more and more of these little videos from our Facebook page. So don't forget to like our Facebook page and keep up to date on that. And also guys, we'd love to hear your feedback on the show and love to know what you'd like to see come up in the future on this podcast. Is there any topics? Is there any guests you'd like to see on the podcast? And please don't forget to leave a review of the podcast and just let us know what you think. So anyway, without further ado, and we both certainly know that spirituality certainly means something different for everyone. And by no means, we are saying we have all the answers. We never ever want you to think that. We just both want you to create a thought in your mind that will send you down a lifelong path onto your own journey. So anyway, enjoy. Dan, we're in the woods. So this is the next stage of the season of life, spirituality. Mm. What a place to pick, though. What a place. Perfect, isn't it? And you know what like, I said to you last time as well? Like When I do come to places like this, this is home for me. Like, you can see why, though. Definitely. Like The second the second that we were walking into the woods like today, like that, just that, that first initial walk into the woods and coming to where we're sitting now, that presence when you're first hit by like the, the vastness of the woods. And that's why I said to you when I say to you, oh, this is home. Because that it does, it feels like home for me. It feels like I'm coming back to home. And like I said, in, I remember I said in a previous podcast to you, that I can't explain that feeling. Feeling It's like a feeling of like a sense of awe, a sense of connection, and a sense of like connection to something bigger than myself. Mm. And that's why I love it. You definitely, you do feel the energy though straight away when you walk in. You feel like you're going from... Cause somewhere completely unknown to home, and it feels like a big connection back to yourself, back to your roots. Because you know what I think is one of the big reasons as well that why I feel that sense of connection for me is because, like all through the day, you're in an environment where everything's rushing around you so fast, mm. and you get to like embrace an environment like this, and it it, it taps into something deeper within our body that I don't like. You we don't understand. Yeah, I know. But I think the more you spend your time in here. Like the more you're camping out, the more you're exploring, you do start to find things. You start to find your identity in a way. You do. You start. The thing is, as well for me though, you start. You start seeing all this around us, all this creation, in a completely different way when you start tapping into that. Mm. And a big thing for me as well is, which which when I do come into the nature, and which I always like coming in, is because it allows us to shut off all the sensory input that we're getting hit with constantly, like bombarded through all the day. Mm. But one of the one of the reasons why. I, you said you said this before when we were walking in the woods as well. Is when you're walking in here, you feel that like that sense of oxygen. Like you get this different, you get this different boost of oxygen, don't yeah. you? You feel it in your lungs. It's different. Your body's like your body knows this feels right and it's craving it. Yeah, it does. Like your body, your body wants more of it. That's what I, that's what I think. But as well, though, I think as well though that's an energy you get. So when when we're walking in the woods and we're like where we're sitting now, we feel the energy and the presence of all these trees around us right now. Yeah, I mean it's. It's not just like the trees you see in front of you. I mean, the roots below us, they go for miles and miles, and that's just more and more energy. But everything in here is connected, mm-hmm. connected to each other. See, but I think there's so many times, like when you're talking about all these trees are connected, 
and just like us as well all us, all us humans are connected as well but a lot of times we don't see that we, mm. you see past that like it's just there's so much research now coming coming about how like trees are intelligent and people at one time just didn't think about that yeah they but, didn't really did they no they didn't sort of like t- taking it for granted really and it's happening so much lately people do take for granted this opportunity that's what I'm saying it just because just because like the the trees don't move um just because these trees don't move in the, like the same way that we move or the same way that creatures move doesn't mean that these like aren't conscious beings yeah and that doesn't mean that at all but people people try and define intelligence by something that moves or technology like a laptop and things like that people want to be entertained don't they whereas this is nature's entertainment this, this is more than entertainment this, this is everything isn't it do you know what I like though as well when I do come to nature because I do come into the woods a lot and what I like about it as well is right is when I when I do put myself in these situations mm. like the other week I came in the, I came to this actual this uh, quite similar to the same spot it was just a little bit further up and I was just sitting there for an hour and it was making us like question everything in my life and that's why I like when I come to, come into nature because I start like questioning is the things I'm doing in my life right now then I start looking at the things I am doing right and acknowledging myself mm. but that's what I like because it allows you to it allows you to analyse your, your inner self See, I think that's what everyone needs to do, Dan. I think everyone needs to find their inner, inner self. And what better place than to get out your comfort and go into the unknown or go back home to, right now, right in this moment. Mm-hmm. When when you're here, you embrace it. And that embrace becomes sort of like more of a connection. And the connection becomes deeper and deeper. And you start to, like, you start to question your your existence beyond this. And you start to think, well... If this is perfection right now, then what have I missing back home? That's what I was just about to say to you. You said like that's the same 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 thing, mate. Because because once you get past the self, like asking them questions, where am I going? What's my purpose? That's when you start looking at the entire universe and you start questioning why am I here? Why what on this earth? Why what floating around on this big blue rock going through space right now? Like that that whole fa- that whole fact is surreal. Like we're sitting right here now in the in the woods. But we're actually, if you think of the larger picture, we're actually f- going through space at a million miles an hour on this big blue rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating, isn't it, when, it, when you look at it in that perspective. But even to just break it down into its simplest form, like we are just two vessels in the middle of a forest just communicating, feeling the energy. Like even if you just break it down into its smallest, smallest little motion, we might just be a fragment of the universe, but we're all of the universe. Yeah, yeah. We have every bit of energy right now than there is in the entire universe. And we have it right inside. That is the beauty. Like, if you think about nature, though, I was thinking about this right the other day. In nature, like, the environment of nature is so crazy. Mm. So imagine, right, we are going to get a time, right, in this um, on this existence where, well, if nothing else happens where the big disaster comes and we're wiped out by a meteorite. But anyway, we will get to a point in time where... We get to a point where we're so intelligent, like we're gonna, we are creating VR now, like virtual reality. But imagine we get to a point where we will create a virtual reality, and we'll be able to create this virtual reality where we are now, these woods, mm-hmm. right? But the, the the first initial day that they do break through and they create like this, this what we're looking at now, they create this. The thing is, the the, the queue to to put them goggles on, the queue will be like so big. <laughs> It'll yeah, be it unreal. Be, it? But the thing is, people don't realise we have access to this virtual reality right now. 
Yeah. If this if this was a virtual reality, all this now what we're looking at, right? How big would the queue be in a fairground? Or amusement park? How big would that queue be? It'd be massive, wouldn't it? <laughs> It'd be Just crazy. to experience this. That's what I'm saying. The queue would be so long because people would want to be wanting to be experienced. It'd be like they'll be saying things like on the news, it'd be like, Oh, there's this new experience. You can go into nature, you can actually climb trees. You can put your bare feet on the floor. While in the comfort of you your own s- home. Yeah, you can smell all the senses. You can even hear birds and see creatures and see animals. <laughs> yeah, this is not another... Like, virtual reality doesn't cut it, right, does it? Because how would you program, like, all this? All this right in front of us, all this bark that's been there for hundreds of thousands of years and stuff like that. How would you even build that? But maybe but maybe you can, though. That's the thing, I don't know. Like that's a, that's a deeper that's another podcast that. Yeah. But you know what I mean. But what I like about what I what I like about trees as well is when when you look at all these trees, like that tree there, right, is is connecting with trees miles away from it. Mm. And like we were saying before, that that tree there looks so special. Like all these other trees, we, you can you can you, we're getting that sense now that that tree is so special. Yeah, it certainly we, you, is. Isn't you it? feel it. It's it's absolutely beautiful tree. What I like as well though is if you well, there's actually research now where it talks about how. See that other tree that's over there, and that other tree over there. Mm-hmm. If they like, if they need like supplies of nutrients and water, that main tree there will send that nutrients, send like the need your trees nutrients, yeah. and that's so fascinating. I think as well, it was beautiful because they even warn each other of predators, and and so they actually send out like a warning system to all the other trees, and it makes me think like, if these trees are um, so connected together. Why aren't humans as connected as trees? Yeah. Why do we actually verse each other instead of connect with each other? It's because these trees. I was going to sorry. I was going to say like these trees are like there for each other. Yeah. And that's what we need to be. But if you do look at trees as well, trees do battle against each other because they battle with each other for the light. Mm-hmm. So there's there's actually research where you see slow motion air videos of trees, and when they're grown. The, the scrape of the trees in a fight of the trees is to try and get to the light so if you look at it like that they are sort of fighting each other to get to the top yeah just like humans are so there's that weird connection with, with what trees do and what humans do to try and get to the top maybe, maybe there is done it's interesting isn't it when you think about it that way because then there is people who help each other as well though in, in life so, so we're not all selfish beings because there is like unity there is love and that's what it is as well because what I find interesting is that these trees, like if when they are connected, like we might not be able to see it, but you can just feel it. You can't feel it. You can feel this difference. But this you know, support. You know as well, right? Which I think as well, which allows you to see that more, is because, like when I come into these, when I come into nature and come into the woods, for me, I really feel that we're accessing like different senses. Mm. So you know when people like talk about. Uh, inducing like psychedelics and when people hit a flow state yeah. people talk about how you enter these different senses I feel that when I come into nature and I, that's why I keep coming back to it all the time because when I'm in this environment I'm, I feel like it's opening up like new senses in my body yeah it does doesn't it and maybe maybe as well you know like the whole like this whole like quote unquote alignment process maybe it's more than that maybe it's a, it's about it's more waking up like the process shouldn't be called uh, should be called waking up waking up your senses Mm. And that's what it, that's what maybe what it is. It's more about waking up. And what better place to wake up? Exactly. And I think as well, when you do come to places like this, that's when and you st- do start tapping at then senses. 
you, you don't you look at you start looking at everything else completely different yeah and that's the beauty of what it does what nature does so what changed you about nature when did you gain the understanding for me I think it was a multiple of things because there's so many things that comes into play so it, there was a point in my life where I didn't appreciate I wouldn't have appreciated this mm-hmm. so I had to so through all my journey of like health looking after my body educate mm-hmm. myself that process in a way led me to nature because yeah. I started being more fascinated by it in what, what it can offer to me and what it can offer to the universe and what I can offer to nature as well so that's where my thought process started working mm-hmm. so when I started coming into, into places like this I started realising and appreciate that it was a tool and it's a free tool that any of us can use anytime we want yeah that's what people need to realise it is it just a tool it's the tool of the massive opening of your mind it's it's just as powerful if not a pot more powerful than meditation imagine right imagine if nature so I said before imagine if nature was virtual reality the ride would be so long mm. but imagine if nature was a pill and someone could just give you a pill and you could have nature that would be that one expensive pill <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> imagine that I, I think this is what's interesting is when you said a pill think as well though we talk about a pill it, the pill's the simplest form isn't it it's like it's a pill's a quick fix whereas if you're in nature you might not you might not feel it straight away because you've been so disconnected with it for so long but the more and more time you're actually here the more you can go through the process of like changing and conditioning your mind to this new existence yeah and I think that's beautiful that's why a lot of people rely on pills or a virtual reality to show them nature instead of just exploring nature themselves and really finding nature because nature I think nature finds you you don't find nature yeah you're right and I think sometimes as well you used the example there like people trying to find this quick fix I think as well in some ways meditation and psychedelics can come into that fortitude as well because people that are looking for this like escapism in a way sometimes not all cases people just want to explore psychedelics and want to explore meditation mm. but I see in a lot of people sometimes with them forms it's a way of like escape from this but yeah. I sometimes think like nature in being in this being in the presence of this forest now like no meditation is better than this right now no it's not is it's it? not, not at all you will never have a meditation or a psychedelic trip that's better than this trip that we're having right now this is the ultimate trip it when is. you can really embrace human in its purest form, I think this is where everything becomes perfect. And it really is, it's perfect. And, it's hard, and I'm really sceptical on the word perfect, but when you look around here, this has all been made perfect. It has. It's I think beautiful. What, sorry, Dan, I was just going to say as well, I think this is well, how a lot of people do open up about spirituality. Like, they find their spirituality when they do connect with nature, and I think that is beautiful. So what is like, what did um, spirituality mean to you like that? Like how, did nature help you find it? See, when you when you say like what does spirituality mean to me, right? I thought about this a few times and I, st- I still don't know what spirit, like really what deep down spirituality is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really don't know what it is because I think for, ev- for so many people, the word spirituality is different for everyone. And I think it would be, it would be, so all I can do is give my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But for me to give like a, a justification on behalf of other people of what spirituality means to them is doing a disservice to people because yeah. it's, spirituality is certainly 
something different for everyone else. Yeah, I like that, Dan. I really do, because a lot of people will find a deep spiritual connection through religion. And how many religions are there? Yeah, exactly. So they're all going to be, be different. And I think even to me, like my spirituality and what it means to me is that it's just the acceptance of like oneself and like it makes me understand that like I'm everything like spirituality to me means like I'm all my flaws I'm all my success I'm all my hate my anger my love my energy and being completely okay with that and I think that's my judge my understanding on spirituality it also makes me like feel like non-judgmental to my existence yeah. and like, it feels like I'm letting thoughts flow through my mind just like like a cloud in the sky and really appreciate the moment and that's what spirituality does for me it makes me like open up it, it's acceptance of this that's what it is when I said before it's an, op- it's an opening up of the senses and it can mean something different to someone else mm-hmm. but for me as well sometimes what I like to think about is right is this like um, sort of similar to what you said as well but it's like a it's like this sense of it's for me it's like a sense of connection to something bigger than bigger than myself mm. and that's what, I, that's what I really feel and I really feel as well for me from my spirituality journey it's always involved like this searching for this like bigger bigger uh, meaning of life. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. That like Dan, but I think as well like I like to think as well we all have these different like identities as well through spirituality. I mean like we always take we always talk about people finding um, spirituality through like the means of nature, religion, whatever. But I think all deep down inside like we do have this like spiritual identity, and like everyone's is different. But they're always like your spiritual identity will always be like your default setting in you in you because you're gonna go back to like your purest form and like some people's purest form might just be a nurturer yeah, yeah. They might be a loving loving kind person and just want to ex- express that love and I think that's beautiful and some people might find solace in something else they might find like Somebody might be a warrior. They might feel more of a, a protector or a guardian towards something. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be their solace. And and people will just find all these different identities. And But when you really lock into your spiritual identity, you can find peace. I think as well, though, when you lock into them spiritual identities as well, though, like, you're never, like, restrained just to one spiritual I- identity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, like, the same as health. You keep doing health and you keep the Dortmund for... Sp- you, you, sorry, you find, um, you find mindset, but you never neglect health. The same as a spiritual identity, you find one spiritual identity, mm-hmm. and maybe you, you you play about on that for a little bit, and then a couple of years down the later, you find a different spiritual uh, spiritual uh, dimension of that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think it's all connected, like, and I th- also think like there's just there is one. There's something that really resonates with you, like you feel connected to deeply, and I think that's like that that's your default setting. See, this is what I thought about as well. Spirituality. What I like about spirituality is. That it goes beyond time. Yeah, it definitely does, doesn't it? So we, so we live in, we're living in, in like in a, a society where all the time we're constantly worrying about time, and we're refined by time. And you need to be up, up at a certain time for work. You need to do this on a certain time. But when you look at spirituality in the bigger picture, you forget about time. Time doesn't exist, does it? Time doesn't exist. And and with, and with time as well, I thought about this. I think I've told you this scenario before as well. But remember the, that knowledge of the butterfly in the universe. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, we us as human beings on this planet, we like we look at our life now and we think our life is so we have so much time on this planet. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at a butterfly, a butterfly thinks the same thing, but he's only on the he's only lives here for two years. Yeah. 
Some butterflies only live for a year. But then if you look, if you compare the butterfly to the human, in retrospect to the butterfly, when we look at the butterfly, we look like we've got loads of time. Mm-hmm. But then if you compare the human experience to the universe, that opens your eyes. We've got less than a millisecond. So who are we? Are we the butterfly? Are we the universe? <laughs> I think you need to embrace the universe inside, don't you? <laughs> I think you need to embrace the butterfly and the universe. But mm. do you see what I mean, though? Who are we, really? <laughs> yeah. See, uh, something I was going to say as well, something, um, something that I liked as well, right? I, I heard this quote once, right? And it said that, um, he said that spirituality is the search for, for a meaning in life, events, and a yearning for connectedness to the universe. Mm. And I think that is so true because it goes beyond the self. It goes beyond your family. It goes beyond religion. It goes mm. beyond your own beliefs. It goes beyond your own identity, what you think you've got in your mind. And spirituality goes beyond and past all these identities. And what I like about uh, spirituality as well, right? The real meaning of spirituality, right? It also, it obviously gives you this purpose and direction, right? But I think, what I like about it, it gives you a foundation for the rest of your life mm. to propel you from. I think it offers you this um, this nothingness. But in, the, in nothingness, you find peace. Because there's no worries, there's no, there's nothing to live up to. There's no name. There's no expectation. There's just nothing. See what happens with nothing. See what I like as well, right? Why why I think at the time of life I'm at now, and it probably is why it's you as well, and a lot of people who's listening to this as well, is because mm. I really feel that spirituality, right? It speaks, it speaks to the need that that they um, like to be aligned with something bigger than ourselves, bigger than our bodies and our minds. And that's what that's what I feel. Yeah, it's bigger than anything. That's powerful, that like, isn't it? Like, it is bigger than anything. It's bigger than everything, but it's also nothing as well. And that's what's more beautiful about it. Seeing as well, when I think when we when we do take when you do take that sh- shift, right, and you do, you do start seeing that perception of like spirituality is beyond the body and mind, right. Mm-hmm. That's why you, you when you do realize realize that you start moving like beyond the sense of being the individual. Yeah, you do, don't you? You do move beyond the individual. You become incented with just like you're connected. You become like a tree. You become like all these trees. You feel connected as one. You know what I mean? And that's why I think it's beautiful as well. Because with spirituality as well, when you start realizing how beautiful spirituality is, it transcends like our egos. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to become attached from that ego because constantly all through the day, our egos are like. Are running our lives in so many ways. Well, what you've got to think as well, though, Dan, is our egos, they're constantly fed. You're constantly fed, like, if you need this, you'll become better. Oh, right, I'm going to have to get that then. I'll work hard to get that. You get this car, you will be this. So your constantly ego's being fed, like, you need this, you need this. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, I need this. So your mind's constantly focused on getting this. So that, in a, what is this? Yeah, exactly. In a, in a way as well, that, in a way that... Um, that this that we're trying to get told that you need this you need this in a way that's decalcifying our our spiritual side yeah and it's putting this cast over it and saying that you don't want to be thinking about these type of questions you need to keep worrying about all this materialistic rubbish that's getting thrown in our faces mm-hmm. and, and like I said maybe that's like this spiritual like it's like a spiritual cast that's placed over us it makes people think as well Lord Dan it makes people think like they're not worthy well, when they are worthy every single person on this planet right in the moment is worthy but it's just accepting the moment, accepting you're not your phone, you're not your girlfriend, you're not your boyfriend, you're not anything. You're just accepting the moment. 
and you are part of the universe in the moment and that is when you really accept that you become everything and that is the beauty of happiness and that is the true meaning of happiness in my eyes because nothing is found there except love and I think that's the purest form of, of us is all love and energy and our love is the energy this is something I want to ask you, right? This is a bit, a bit of a like, it's a bit of a tricky like question, and this is probably might come across the way I ask it you is different because it's it's quite a hard one to ask this, right? But I want to ask you, like, what what I want to ask ourselves really, but what what do you think makes us like spiritual? Like, what makes us think about spirituality? I'd say like, I think it was it was hard to really think about what spirituality was at first. Because I was too busy being like obsessed with stuff like money and friendships and life and even happiness. Like I, I like I wanted to attract all these different things in my life, but not understanding like I've already got all this beauty inside. Yeah, yeah. And I became like obsessed with looking at all this this crap. And like I, I, I needed something more. And like because I felt like this is not enough. Like even when I had the the objects, I remember getting a brand new car. And I'd be getting a brand new phone and I felt like, is this it? Is this yeah. what I was like searching for, for for like years and years? Like, is this where I was meant to find happiness? Yeah. And this is what, and this, honestly, it has to come to this. You have to get what you want to see that it's not what you want. Yeah, I was supposed to see that, yeah. And uh, this is why like, I felt like I need to be more. I need to find more. And that's when I started like, I think I was thinking about spirituality more then. Like, and I studied more. I studied more into Buddhism. Buddhism, uh, like meditation, peaceful existences, like foods for energy, foods for healing, like what I was putting in my body, what I was giving to my body, what I was taking in my body. And I felt like, I felt a different presence, a complete higher existence inside us. And, and far beyond that, like I felt I was the self I was meant to be. And that's when I, when I really started taking it seriously. Like, See, you are, you're completely right because we... We need to ex- you need to experience that like you need to you need to first experience that fast car and, yeah. and have them thrills, but then you get to a point where you realize that that isn't it that isn't the ultimate that isn't the ultimate like that's why I think it's it maybe it might be it's important i mean I think a lot every human human goes through this to get to a point where they are now mm-hmm. where the the need to ex- like the, you need to taste all them or have all that junk food you need to drive like I said before you need to drive that fast car. You need to do whatever you want to do. You need to have these experience like that society places on you to realize to realize now the beauty of where you are now. Yeah, and that is that's bang on. That's that's absolutely bang on. I think that is that's maybe what the journey set up to do, and that's why all these challenges are here for us because you need to like learn the challenges and get past the challenges. It makes you think as well. Like if someone right, if they're born with a deep connection to the universe, born in a family of love and caring, and they really appreciate life and the whole grandness of or everything. Everything they've been taught is perfect. It's like, what will you know about the struggles of other people? Yeah. What will you know about the person who's gained a hundred pounds and that and and feel disconnected with the family? What what do they know about the struggle? That struggle though will define that person and make them think, I've overcome something. I've done that. That is my identity. I've beat that, and I've become something amazing from it. That's why I think, as well, if you look, uh, you look in society and you look at the mainstream media, a lot of these like rich kids and uh, rich kids who are born to rich families, when they're just given the money on a plate, 
not all, no, I'm not saying all cases, but a majority of the cases you can see in them that they're not happy and they don't, they don't, they, don't, they haven't, they haven't lived that journey. They just, they've just been given everything on a plate. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, that's their journey. You know what I mean? But we all start off with a different level in the computer game. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like some people are born on, on level one in yeah. like Ethiopia with like a, the biggest struggle that's going or something. Some people are born in America with like a vast family richness beyond the wildest anyone's wildest dreams like a level 100 I mean the fact I think a different level to play at that's what I'm saying though I think as well the fact that we've the fact that we're recording this podcast now and where we were born in the UK I think we we're, we've definitely been born at a higher level oh, straight yeah, away definitely. We're straight away with that fact mm. and I think that, that in, a, in a way it sounds horrible but that's a gift and we need to really treasure that gift, and we need to like utilize that gift to our best standard, you know, and not let that, not let not, not let that go to waste. You know what happens though if you don't embrace like the level what you're at, you start you start deleveling, yeah, you start yeah. going back a level. Like if if I'm going like if I'm thinking oh I was, I'm only born in like level eight, I'm in the UK, I wish I had more money, I wish I was a level ten character, I wish I was a level twenty character who had the aim. Um, Perks of having a footballer dad or something like that—a a different type of level. However, though the the, the the level of the character is isn't isn't. Def- I know you don't mean this, but just I, w- I just want to say it. It's not defined by um, it's not defined by like your social sta- status or it's not defined by your job. It's not defined by your money mm. because, in my opinion, that's devaluing it. Because I think if someone is, if someone has this amazing job and they're unhappy, and then they decide it's not for them and they go and live on the street and they're happier. That's not leveling down for me. That's, no, no, that's, that's leveling up. I'm, I'm just wanting to pull that across. Saying. You know what I mean? Ah, that's yeah, leveling up I for agree. me. I think as soon as people find out what their happiness is, that's when you become the, de- the next level. And, but you keep on evolving through the levels by educating. And this is where I've, I've really studied. Was when I studied Buddhism, meditation, like a different peaceful existence, me food, me diet, me me body. I was leveling up, yeah. and I was going beyond the people who was still in like. I was going beyond the people who were born with richnesses and stuff like that because they are still at that level. They never evolve unless they search for it. I think as well that 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 is a sign of evolving for me as well because, like you said before, you were looking at foods for energy and like foods for healing and things like that. Yeah. But I think when you start looking as like looking looking beyond like food is just food, and all these little things that we do in life is just like meditation is just something you do. You look beyond that, mm-hmm. you you see past them and you realize that. Um, that there's a whole there's a whole bigger meaning to them practices a whole bigger spiritual practice to them it's not just about just doing something because everyone else is doing it mm-hmm. there's a bigger picture at all and I think that's that's the next level is pre- appreciating all these little things that we can do yeah and I think that's so powerful man and I think that really is it just I think what it is as well though Dan is like when we're talking about like these different levels of humanity right I think the ultimate level though is when we really embrace the spirituality is that is the ultimate level? It's not just about like you can, you can study all you want, but really when you first take on spirituality, that's the uh, one of the highest levels you can do in my eyes. Yeah. Because I think then you become connected, you become connected around everything, and you just feel appreciative of everything. Like if you look at the sky, you can just see the vastness of it. Like it's there endlessly. Whichever direction you look in the sky is always going to be like fast just shows you the size of like size of us in comparison would, would you say though is 
like what you've just said there, would you say that's why you sort of, um, that's what made you start thinking about spiritual, like what you said there, like because you started looking at the sky and started realising the vastness of the sky. Is that why you, would you say that's why, what made you spark you into spirituality? I, I would, I really would, like because even just a little thing like that, it transcended into so much. Like, I felt completely small in comparison. And then I started, like, look, looking at, like, the Earth and how that was really small in comparison to yeah. the universe. See, and I think as well, to get to that point of what you're seeing there, when you start looking at the universe, you start looking at the sky, you start looking at the trees, different. To get to that point, like, for me, that's been... that's All that process has been, like, a complete... Um, it's been a lifelong process to get to that. Mm. And I've had to live the whole journey to get to that point in time where I can start thinking about these questions. But a thing for me as well, what I liked as well, which was a big part of why I started, what made me, what made me start thinking about spirituality was, is because, like you said before, I started looking at, like it's quite similar, I started looking at things around us and realising that there's so much, all this mystery in the world that we haven't got a clue about. And then also in that journey as well, when I started looking at all these different dimensions, like I'll use the trees as an example, I started looking within tree intelligence and I was like, fucking hell, this is like, this world is crazy. Like, the, the capabilities and the lessons that we're in, the challenges that we haven't learned yet on this planet is absolutely, like, mind-boggling. And you would, would, take a, would just take that for granted and not, just settle. Like, uh, th- that's why I'm so grateful for the people who are doing the research out there. People who are looking into these alternate forms of, like, existence. Like, trying to ask the questions that people don't ask. Like, is that tree thinking right now? Is that tree consciously aware of me and you? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's powerful, man. And it's, when someone can really, like, answer that. See what I think as well, what I love, right, which is I think is real beauty within the spiritual journey as well, is which for me is when I started I started diving into my own consciousness and exploring, like, all the other expa- aspects of reality. Yeah, I know. Within yourself as well and externally as well. And then you bring them two, you bring them two different worlds together, where you're thinking about the external reality, and internal reality, and what both of them two different realities can bring together. <laughs> that is absolutely oh, mind-blogging when you put your head in that perception. I think, it, I think as well though, Dan, it's it's not the worst thing in the world if t- just to embrace like your house, yeah, yeah, embrace the home that you're in, and like embrace like yeah, like a, a beautiful building that can like. That people go to to like to like just be uh, connected, like yeah. to talk and like to experience life together, have fun, like just to like, just to see all this like beauty in your own life as well, beyond like the existence the existence of like nature, like in what you've got in the present moment. Just look at it, just look at what you've been given, like everything. Look at your friends, your family. Look at like the area where you're born. Like the opportunities that will come from it. Look at everything and you get a different sense of appreciation. And I think as well that appreciation, it, it comes back to the word gratitude because... Oh, definitely. That is, that is what, that, what you've just explained there. That poor process there is gratitude. And I think that is... Gratitude one of the, one, is one of the biggest parts in the spiritual journey because, like we said, you start appreciating, you start looking at things differently. Mm. You start, like you just said there, you start appreciating a building, just a building. You start appreciating... In a way, it sounds to be appreciate a supermarket because the supermarket's still providing food. Yeah, you might not. Everyone might not agree with the the the, the, the concept. whole concept of the supermarket, but it's still providing a service and it's keeping people like giving people a, giving people food. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it I mean? really is? I it's given, and that's when I think as well. You you give appreciation to money because you think money is also a provider. People think people like to blame 
and they like to complain, but they don't like to like think about like what what it's actually given. People like look at money and they think, oh, I, can get, I get this, I, I I want a better life and that. But the truth is, money can get you um, a home. You can get you food. You can get you water. I know these are all natural things as well that we should like already be looking for. Yeah. But at but the time being, we need money for these things. Yeah. So but embrace that. Yeah. Just appreciate until we can find something else different, a system that will work without money, and then we can evolve to that. Yeah. I've but sp- right now, use what we have now and appreciate money with that's value. All, that's all I was just about to say to you. Like, we, we know there's things in society now that's wrong, mm-hmm. but we are all still contributing to that system. So while that system's still in place, and until we can get to a point where everyone's ready to change that system, you've, like you said, you've got to appreciate appreciate all the little things that's placed in the system as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not, not the, the system is not perfect. The system might never be perfect, you know what I mean? There might always be a struggle with the system. But the fact that you can just find something in the system and be appreciative of it will change the whole aspect of it. What 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 made you start like taking um taking like spirituality seriously? Because obviously there's a point in your life where where you don't like you, you don't take spirituality uh, seriously. I think everyone has a point in the mind where it, maybe it's not taking it seriously. You're just not aware of it. Mm-hmm. But what made you take like spirituality seriously? I think it was like when I when I really felt the benefits from it. When I really felt like I was like sport quote-unquote connected and I think it's well like it was the it was the last journey I needed to find like it was just the embrace it was just it was something I had to do to get past all my anxiety and depression and stuff like that I just needed to embrace like the spiritual side inside of us and I thought that was like the ultimate like I said before the ultimate realisation of like I'm not my problems I'm not this I'm not that I'm just this this piece of yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the universe. I'm not Chris. I'm not Chris Hopper. You're not Dan Harrison. Yeah, yeah. You're the universe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're just that. That that's not a tree. That's the universe. Yeah, yeah. Everything is just one. And that's everything. And is I just think one. as well when you start looking at life like that, that it it it's it just you just realise how beautiful everything else, beautiful everything is, is, and you go beyond that ego as well. Yeah. But for me as well, a big part of mine was what I started realising like. um what made me take spirituality seriously in my part of my journey as well is because I started to realise that within that it gives within spirituality it gives you I realise that it gives you a purpose and a direction yeah it really does doesn't it and I'll tell you what a big thing is for me as well as part of my journey is that I started realising that we're all connected on these deeper fundamental levels that we don't understand and we're all spiritual like we're all spiritual creatures of this planet we are we are all spiritual creatures and I think that's the beauty of it is like when you understand that it completely changes and that's why I think like here's what I want to propose to you right now Dan right imagine your name doesn't exist what are you? well to be honest with you I, I don't for me now the journey I'm on now I don't I don't def- I never define myself by name anyway I don't define myself by age that's powerful. I don't. I don't define myself by religion. I don't define myself by my skin colour. I don't define myself by what planet I'm on even. I don't even define myself what universe I'm on. Oh. And that's the point that I'm at in my life where 
I'm already I'm at the point in my life now I'm already seeing past that and I think to, for us to evolve on this planet I think we've all got to see past all that crap yeah because all them little confines and all these little constraints of like seeing that you're you're this age so you can't associate with these people you drink alcohol you don't drink alcohol you eat bad food you're a vegan you eat meat all these confines all over are just bullshit exactly all a load of shit that's keeping everyone all in this level plane in mind and keeping them dumbed down and keeping them separate from, and the ultimate thing is keeping everyone separate and that's what they're doing that is the we need to go past that but that that leads us to like what we've been seeing where is that it leads us to what we've been seeing where is if you really just look at it and you just take strip everything away what's left is nothing and that's beautiful yeah definitely that's what I'm trying to like really reach across now and just say like embrace nothing just look at it and just think fuck this man that's why I think I, it sounds it sounds funny saying this but not like when you said nothing is beautiful and nothing is beautiful because if if you look at the process of the earth with the connection with the sun now like the earth will get to a point where the earth turns into nothing it yeah. will go through a process but that process where the earth turns into nothingness will just be a beautiful process of the earth It'll just be a different process. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Dan. And I think, I think something else like I'd like to think as well. It's like, I, like I believe that like spirituality is like it's like this guiding light. It's like it's like the guiding light to an existence beyond the imagination. Like it's you and your connection to everyone in this life and beyond it. I know it's like sounds hard to fathom for like a lot of people. Like, but when you really do embrace spirituality. You find that connection. You get to witness everyone in their truest form, which is nothing. Like people are often like often out with like spiritualism because they're like oh, they've got no understanding of it. They've like lost this connection to it, and like a lot of people will be scared of it. Yeah. yeah. Because because people so want to cling on to that identity. I'm 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 this guy. I'm a I'm a stockbroker. I, I drive a fast car. This is my, this is me. This is me. It's not you. And just let it go, just let it go, and just embrace this. See, like, that's, that's why I become, think, and you'll become a much more peaceful, calm individual. See, that's where I think within the spiritual journey as well. What the spiritual journey offered for me is it started. I started asking asking myself like, who I started seeing like, who am I, and I like, why am I here? And I started, and the bigger question is, what else is there out there? Exactly. And that's what that's the beauty of what it does because I think it 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 cultivates a drive, right? Understand how life works, and you also learn how to work yourself as well. But in that spiritual journey, and you through that as well, you start you start learning more about yourself. You do. You start. Le- you, but the thing is, like the, like I was saying, like what you do learn becomes like very. It's it's what you learn, right? What you learn. You, your education process goes into so many different forms. You can either you can read about it, yeah, yeah. and study it for years and years. Yeah, you're right. But then you can experience it. And it could last. It could happen in a flash of a second. You could just walk into the woods one day, and just in your mind, it'll just change. That's why. The, that's why I think the beauty of them two worlds coming together, where them two worlds collide, where you have the learning process, but then you have the taking action process. Mm-hmm. And them two, when them two come together, that's when everything changes. And to, but I think to get to that place in your mind, right, to do this, you've got like to, to you've got to like, you've got to first form that understanding. Of absorbing everything so you've got to absorb all the learning then you've got to absorb absorb the action 
But then also through that process as well, you've got to start becoming one with the absolute truth of everything. Yeah. And what is the truth? The truth, the truth for me on my journey is what I feel. And I, I really feel, right, that, that, that sense of feel is a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really think, though, that, that, that sense of feel, with, like, it, like I say, if you can't, you can't, it's hard to explain a, a feel. When you say the word feeling, it goes past language. Like, right. how, can you, how can you describe a feeling with language, really? If you think about it deep down... Because I think a feeling is going beyond the self. Yeah. And us as the self use language as our, is what we confine and what we communicate with each other. And there's so many times when me and you are having a conversation, right, where I really want to tell something to you or tell a fact to you or tell you a story or something that I've got in my mind on that day. Uh-huh. And sometimes I can't get that out. But it would be so much easier if I could just put my feeling inside your body and you, fe- you really start feeling that. That would be a better way of communicating. That would be the ultimate form of communicating. That's how that's how people though that's that would stop everything. That would stop so many wars, everything. Yeah, imagine yeah, this imagine this though. That that is that is what everyone should be searching for. Is like to understand each other's feeling. Each other's deep feelings inside. Like and then you'll actually feel like you'll feel that the the sorrow of the heartache from the people who were in, who caught in these wars. Imagine, right, over all the years, right, imagine how many times a war or somebody is being killed over someone, a misunderstanding language. Oh, I know. And Dif- if you, like you said before, if you could just put that feeling to someone, maybe a lot of a lot of negative stuff that's happened on this planet might not have happened. Like, could you imagine, though, like, um, just exactly what you were saying? Like... Like just the um, difference of ideologies. Like me and you could have a complete different ideology, and we end up like going to war over it. But imagine though, if I just said to you, "Well, here's my feeling," and it goes into you, and, it go- and you start to just say, "Wow, that your ideology is really bang on on, yeah, a, on, yeah. a, on a on a different level." But mine's still a different. I try mine. Yeah, yeah. And then that person gets to experience. He's like. Oh wow, we're kind of—it's kind of exactly what we're talking about. We both have this ideology for good, but we might just be mis- misinterpreting it. Maybe yeah. come together and work together on on some project that's even better than what we both have. It's funny because there was actually—I don't know if you've seen the film, right? But there was a film that was quite long, similar to them lines, where like an extraterrestrial race. It was like sort of like there were ants. Uh-huh. I can't remember what, what film it was now. You might remember when I tell you the story. But these ants come to the come to the, the un, come to Earth, and people on Earth started going against these ants and thought that these ants were like coming like just to kill white people out, and they had this like negative, uh, they had this evil perspective in the mind that they just wanted to wipe everyone out and kill people. Yeah. But the ants were just running a program that they have always done. So if you look at ants now, ants when ants go through a village, ants had to go through a village. When ants like move in and take over new parts of territory, what they do is they just wipe out every insect in that area, and they're just running a course within their mind that they think's right. Yeah. So that was the same thing when the ants were coming across to the to Earth to take over the planet. They weren't doing it for like 
money and greed they were just doing it because they've always done it and that comes back to that that belief and that feel and they're just doing what they feels right so that's you know what I mean that's where them two correspond yeah. it's, a, it's a difficult uh, thing to think about but then I could imagine though if you put your consciousness into an ant and you actually thought like look, look ants look at what you're doing here's, here's my consciousness this is how I'm feeling to about this that'll give a whole different perspective on like but could you imagine though if we give our same consciousness to the animals that we eat Hello. and what would them animals think what would them animals think if I give you my consciousness and just saying I'm just treating you as nothing you're just um, a product in food and I might even throw you away because I might not even finish you you, you literally you've got no consciousness connection to us but then imagine the pig or the cow giving you their consciousness saying, I'm afraid right now. I am so terrified. I've lost everything. I was happy in me field. I had me other friends. Now I've been taken away. And now I'm terrified. And I think that I think that, that sense as well might make you think make you question a lot of things in your life yeah. as well. And maybe as well that's the same as well, I'm using food the example, but maybe that's the same as like a forest when a forest gets chopped down. If you actually get the if the, the, the tree could put the, the consciousness in your body and think, why are you cutting us down? I'm providing you oxygen. I'm providing you life. And then, then the human will give his consciousness to the tree, going, I will use you for furniture in a, in a bigger house, or to make money from you. And then the tree might ask, what is money? And then you'll go, we have said money is everything for... And then you'll start a struggle, wouldn't you? And, yeah, the tree will, you would. and then the tree will be going, well... I'm providing you oxygen. Yeah. Without me, you will not have life. And then the tree, then the human will go. But what else have I got? And then the tree will respond. You've got nothing. Yeah. And that is perfect. That's acceptable. And that's when the real. That's what I'd be like. Boom. Boom. That's when the penny drops on everyone. Imagine though, if we could just do that one talk, just exchange a conversation, just like me and you can. If we can reach, if the only. It's just like me talking to someone in Chinese. I can't speak Chinese. We're complete. I know I can talk. I know we can actually communicate. Yeah. yeah. Just like that tree. That tree doesn't speak human. Yeah, no, I, know, I know that. Exactly. exactly. Maybe we don't understand that communication that that's given, sending out to us now. We haven't learnt the tree. We haven't learnt the, the language of the tree. Like I said before, maybe it's about a feeling, not a, not, not a, like a verbal communication. It's about a feeling. And we know we're getting that feeling now of that tree. We're like feeling this sense of something. Maybe that's a connection that we need to tap into more. But something I wouldn't ask you, right, was um, something I wouldn't ask you, right, like with the spirituality journey, right, was there a time where in your life where you thought like all the, all this spirituality stuff's bullshit? Like, yeah, like I just like I think there is with everything in life. Like, I think it's always about pushing through that bullshit, though. Like, to find the gold. Yeah, yeah. And like, you'll you'll come to a point in your life where you think like everything. Or something is bullshit. Doesn't matter what it is. You everything in life that you find, you'll see a struggle and you'll go, "Oh, this is bullshit." This, but I think the quicker you understand that and you move on from that, something will truly like resonate with you and give you the actual results that will make your magic happen. And like, I don't really want to say what I thought like was bullshit because to someone that might not be their bullshit, that might be their like actual real life like 
something that will bring them peaceful and calm. And so it, what might work for me might not work for someone else. And yeah. I think that's really appreciative. But I, you know, when you, when you said there about um, there's always you always see bullshit and everything... Mm. Maybe you'll always say bullshit and everything is because that's the the ego and the fear holding yeah. your back. Maybe that's it's like saying like, "Oh, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go this because it's the fear trying to that, yeah. that that primal fear is trying to protect you." It's like the condition of years of being in the system as well. It's like you know this is not right. You know you like you're meant to be drinking, going out with your friends. You're yeah, not meant yeah. to be meditating at night. Come on, man. It's like, whoa, who's told me what I can and can't do? Society has. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. listen to society we'll tell you exactly how to think feel and touch that's why as well I think there's so many times that if you we have this conversation with like different uh, groups of people and different groups of our friends and even different groups of our family members in a way they might listen to you just because they love you and respect you but sometimes deep in their mind like I was the same probably as about like six, seven years ago if someone was talking to me about spirituality they'd be like what, what, what the hell are you talking about this is a load of crap like, you know what I mean? They'll be laughing at you, wouldn't they? They'll be taking the mick out of you behind your yeah, back. But I, but I think that reason that because people are doing that is because, like we said, it goes back to that societal conditioning. And everyone is, is um, in society, is the way it's set up, is to made to believe that we need to seek this outer world instead of the inner world and start looking within ourselves. And I think that is one of the big problems yeah. with what society, what society sets up for people. Like, even in schools, like, schools like they're not telling kids to look within themselves they're still telling people to look around them yeah I completely agree and I think that's a really really good point of actually looking looking at it to be honest Dan like to be honest I don't really want to get into this topic of like education yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. in schools because I'm, I'm really that's a big passionate yeah, topic yeah big passionate topic and I, I could you do on a 30, 40, 50 2 hour rant on that yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but like, like you hit the nail right on the head and it's, that is a huge process that we need to start looking in to really make a change because if you're constantly looking externally for a change what you're going to see is the same result but in a different way yeah of course as well but the, because through that process it, you're just all you're doing is chasing this materialistic stuff yeah. and what you're going to do you're going to get the next car you're going to get the next car then you're going to get the next car you're going to get the next car the next one the next one the next one mm-hmm you, that's not happiness. You're not going to find. You're not going to find what you're looking for. What you think you're looking for in but, that process. But when you look in, there's no extra car. You you realised that you are the car, and yeah. you you you're the, every bit of the car that you'll ever need. And that's what's better than anything what the external world can provide for you. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that I started doing on my journey as well is, is I started um, using uh, like uh, minimalism. How do you say it again? Minimalism. M- minimalism. I can't say that word, but that's what I started doing. Like, is a, is a spiritual practice. I started using that, and I started, um, like, I started valuing real things instead of looking at materialistic stuff. Like I said before, instead of like seeing this flashy car is going to get us where I need to be, I started looking within my inner self and started like thinking. I started valuing information. Mm. I started valuing valuing food over going out on a night out. Like buying real, going out and spending money on real food instead of wasting it on alcohol. I started living a, a more simpler life mm-hmm. because I think so many times within that materialistic journey, people are working all these long hours to pay for all these materialistic stuff. Yeah. But they're giving away their, the biggest, best currency of all time, which is time, which is the time that you have. People's, get, people's giving away their biggest currency of all, of all, of all which is time. And people's giving away their time to go out and buy more crap. Yeah. 
and constantly working all them long hours that's taking away your time from when you could be doing things like this in nature, spending time with your family and doing the real things that should be real valued in life and going to work and trying to like keep being on that spiral of like, oh, I'll work them extra few hours just to buy something that you don't really need deep down. So I think if you get to a point in your mind where you start seeing these things, which I did on my journey is, mm. I started thinking, well, I don't need to work extra three hours at work and extra two hours at work just to just so I can buy takeaway on a weekend. Like, you know what I mean? Things like that. I'm not saying that's bad, but it's just things like that you can put in your life where you don't have to go and spend £20 on a takeaway. Mm-hmm. You can actually go out and spend £20 and get loads of nice food and it'll last you five or six meals. Yeah. And you exactly don't have to right. work them extra few hours at work. Things like that. Makes you think like about... I think you've actually hit the nail completely on the head there, Dan, because you are exactly right. It's It's all about values and... I think everyone needs to look at what they value. Do you value... Um, what do you value the most in life? I mean, like... Some people, though, they could have absolutely some ridiculous hours. Some answers, sorry. Some ridiculous answers. Like, they could actually say... They could actually say, like, I value alcohol above my friends, my family. Or I could have value just um, working long hours and stuff like that just for money I value yeah. money more than anything else and it's like these are just tools man they're just tools they're not they're not there to be values you know what I mean like your values should be things that evolve you as a person things that make you more peaceful as a person things that make you a better person I just think with the I think with a lot of this, with a lot of the system we had set up is with all this people working all these long hours and stuff I just think it's a bad trap where people are always thinking that the way the system's set up is thinking that you work all these long hours mm-hmm. and then you get to a point where you retire and that's when you start living your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, reti- a, just, and just, imagine, and just imagine, right, that process. Imagine if someone said to you, right, that, okay, tomorrow you're going to go and visit the... You're, you're gonna, your consciousness, your soul or energy form or whatever is going to go... Tomorrow morning you are getting sent to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. But, however... You've got to work for 65 years, every single day of your life first, <laughs> before you can start enjoying your life. What would you say to that? <laughs> say screw that. You'd say screw that, but we're all doing it. Exactly. So that's where I think the mindset with minimalism comes into place, because you start realising that, what is the real value? Is it working Is it working all these hours till the age of 65? Yeah. It or, is. you know what I mean? <laughs> It's not. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? No, I know exactly what you mean, Dan. But that's where we start talking, and we start talking like, this is why the present moment right now is way more more powerful than the future, and it's way more more powerful than the past, because in the present moment, you have each and every second available to be calm, to be happy, to be loved, to feel the, the universe inside you. And when you do... Like everything, what you said about the system gives you is just you've realised what it is. It's yeah. just bullshit. But when you actually in the in the moment in the system, the system will tell you that the future is what's more important. That when you get this car, it's going to be better. The, fu- the system is is guaranteed one of these platforms which promotes um, more and more greed to provide for a system that is basically going to collapse on itself because it's. It's not sustainable. Yeah, because it's ultimately flawed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
something I want to touch on with you before as well. You mentioned this before as well, um, and I think I mentioned it as well what I said about uh, spirituality goes beyond like religion. I had a think. I had thought in my head right before when you were saying that, and I wanted to touch on it right. But do you do you think we should we should get to a point within like the spiritual journey where we should create our own religion? I know I know religion is the, the word religion is is probably not the right word to use, but I just want to use that word in the context so people can understand. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But do you think we should like create our own religion? Like I think this is something very interesting, Dan. Like, like, and it's maybe and it was a question which I asked myself before, which was like, why doesn't people just create their own religion? Like, and what I think religion is, right? I think religion is exactly what we've been talking about. Like, in just right there is values. It's like people go on about like, oh, I have strong Christian values, and these values, right, are what keeps people in like in line in themselves. They think, no, I'm not going beyond this. This is my values. Whereas, if you create your own religion, right, what you do is you create your own values. Yeah. You create values that haven't been made up two thousand years ago, or whatever. These are values which have been made from you in your heart, in what you're feeling in this moment. These are the values that really matter. So, yeah. This is like your own religion that you need to take. You find your faith inside yourself that you're making the right decisions. You find like that is your identity. Like you might believe in a higher power than yourself. Definitely, I I accept that. I believe in a higher power than myself. Yeah, and I think as well though, when, like when we do create that, like we create, when you do create that sense of creating your own religion, like in the sense of the word. Because, I, like, by the word religion, I don't mean I'm not talking about creating, like, going out there and us creating a church. No, I don't yeah. mean that. Like, the whole planet's our church. Everywhere's our church. You don't need to go into, a, go into this bloody brick wall and, and and start praying. You know what I mean? It's 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 more than that. It's a sense of it's a sense of everything. You can do that anywhere you want. You can pray wherever you are. You don't have to go to a certain place. But what I think as well is, which a big part of creating your own religion is as well, is that you start to create your own religion is to start asking yourself questions, like. Question everything that we've or question everything that we've always been told, mm-hmm. and start searching for your own truth. Yeah. Do, doing doing good for people. Um. Start like creating a relationship in your mind. How are you going to treat other humans? Like how are you going to treat nature? How are you going to like not have these stupid beliefs in your head where you you devalue someone just because of the gender or just because of the race or just because where they live. Yeah. And that that's how you that's how I feel like how you create your own religion. And that's mm. that's that's the most powerful thing you can do is create your own religion if you have like good solid values like that. See I don't think I don't think anything wrong in the idea of God like I think I think if people that believe in God I I actually believe in God and I think I I I'm not really too keen on the like the idea of like a Christian God and that it's up there and just I believe that there is like some something that created the universe, yeah, yeah, and something vast, like beyond anything what we can even think. So, if people want to call that God, yeah, yeah. then go and yeah, that definitely. But um, if people believe in like something that makes them a better person or makes them a calmer, happier person in, in this existence, then I'm all for that. Like, yeah, I am as well because I think I think as well. Maybe I said that wrong before, but maybe I think the word the word God has its it's been misconstructed and it's been taken out of context. Maybe the word God wasn't like this godly figure. Maybe it was like everything. God was mm-hmm. everything, not just this one figure that you worship. But what I don't like about it is but when a lot of people talk about God's this figure and you've got to look for God for the answers and God's going to come down and save us. Mm-hmm. 
and worship God and if I always think about this and this or this this for me raises questions in my mind this always throws out with the word like uh, this godly figure for me is because if I always think if I was a god of people I would never ever want anyone to worship me and that for me throws out the full context of worshiping this godly figure and if you look back through all these ancient times and maybe maybe some of these like ancient um, scriptures will have been taken out of context mm. and they mean other stuff which is that's another conversation as well I think like what I think they're done as well though I think I think you hit the nail on the head like you wouldn't want people to be worshipping you but, it, it, but then at the same time though I think I kind of do it anyway because I give thanks to the universe for what I've got so I'm giving thanks to a universe and me going like oh I love like I'm not exactly saying like praising God and yeah, just yeah. saying you are the you are it but I'm kind of praising the universe about for everything it's given us so it's kind of the same thing when I'm feeling yeah. inside and that gratitude is good that's what I think as well though it's like we said before it goes back down to the feel like if I knew if, if I knew the context of what the what the feeling was towards that God do you know what I mean maybe that would change in my mind but what, sometimes what I just say is, is just say that a lot of people are putting their whole identity in this like God saviour and that's what I sometimes don't like about it like you know what I mean because if I like I said before if I was a God of people I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anyone to worship me I wouldn't mm-hmm what would you do if you were how, how would you would you just take a like a, a laid back approach and just watch it all unfold or would you just go in and say no none of this you completely take on I don't I don't know but like for me now something that comes to my head there like if I was a god of people to be to, to allow people freedom of their own expression and expression of what they want what, what their beliefs are and expression of what they want to do in their life mm-hmm I, I think if I was a god you I wouldn't be able to influence any of that so if someone wanted to kill someone even it sounds horrible but someone wanted to kill someone mm. I couldn't stop someone from doing that because that is their right that they need to, they need to live out and that's a lesson that they need to learn it might not be right I don't believe it's right killing people yeah yeah but a god maybe can't come in and step into place and do that because the way the universe works the universe is just a cycle and it, the cycle needs to happen yeah it no does. matter what's going to do that's why that's why the needs. That's why it comes back to the spectrum of good and evil. They need to be the both sides of the spectrum. They need to be good. It needs to be evil. Because if there wasn't good and there wasn't evil, then there wouldn't be there wouldn't be freedom of choice. Yeah, and that's an interesting topic as it well. It really that. is, actually. It certainly is. That's a powerful topic as well. I mean, like, why do people believe it's like so morally wrong to live out who you are? Yeah, and it's and it's interesting. Like, I, I completely just like disdain from anyone committing murder or anything and like I think it is just like a, a process of them not understanding who they are yeah and letting a lot of external I mean a lot of people kill out of love what is love it's like it's internal but it can be like driven through external so a lot of people are letting the external surroundings get on top of them and it's kind of like they're using the wrong using the right sorry using love which is the right answer, but they're using it from a process of greed, and that which, which I'm taking in the context of like a person like always kills out of love. I don't see many psychopaths like kill just for the sake of killing. It's always out of like passion. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a hard context. Actually, it you is, can't, it put, really you, you can't put your mind in the head of the killer, can you? Really? No. But something I want to touch on with you as well was. Um, 
with spirituality, I want to talk about, like, because it's something that I've thought about and been a part of my process as well is, is when I look back all through time, right, I can see this, like, the, with the, these ancient civilizations, for me, they always had this, like, deeper connection with spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, like, that always raised questions to me is, like, why why does it seem that they had this deeper connection than we do now? Like, obviously, I know there's, there's more things in society that we can see that's going on that's maybe putting these constraints in place. Mm-hmm. But that, that's just something that I kept raising, like, raising in my head because, like, I thought about this, right? And I always thought about, like, if you look back, the ancient civilizations were more, connect, were, more, were more in touch with the spirituality. But even if you look back, right, and you look back at the Egyptian times, like, the, spirit, the spiritual aspect was always, like, it was always interwoven into their world all the time. And they talked about how, the, I remember the Egyptians always talked about how one world, like, could not exist without the other. Yeah. That's that's a really interesting point, and I think that when I think what like we were talking about before, when we're talking about good can't live with bad, I think they're just like the same type of worlds. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They are just the worlds that we are actually seeing and we're living in. We're living in these good and bad worlds, and if you spend too much time in the good world, you start to like you start to feel like you're missing a bit in the bad world as well. Just like if you spend a bit more in the bad world. You want more of the good world, you know. It's it's a hard, really concept to put your mind See, into. When I when I when I when I, with the with the ancients as well. What I liked about the ancients as well, right, is that with what, why I think as well they were so connected with this spirituality aspect as well. Because especially with Egypt, there's loads of like um, scriptures in the pyramids and that where they have their um, carvings of. Like where they have talk, where, they, where you can see that the, the ancients in the past have been thinking about like the afterlife mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think us in, us in society, and I think this is a big connection with this links with spirituality, and that is a process that we're we're trying to like think it's a bad process. Yeah, I know. Like, like the process of death. But it seems to me that all these ancient civilizations are always putting all their best researchers into trying to find out the process of what happens after we die. And I think that's an important aspect that for some reason we forgot about. Mm. And why are we not thinking about? too much about what happens after death we are necessarily think it's a bad thing but maybe it's not maybe maybe you're right John and I think it's a very interesting topic I mean are the ancients are they more understanding of this of this um, world than we are what do you think I think that they definitely were like I said before if you look back at all through times they were putting all their best researchers into these areas and trying to search for it mm-hmm I mean, and I don't think I don't think us as now as a civilization we're doing that enough. We're not putting it into all these different aspects. We're not looking at the dream world and how that connects with spirituality. We're not even really not not too many of us are really searching in a spirituality and looking what spirituality really means deep down at that fundamental level. Mm. There's loads of different aspects we're not doing within that cause. And I think I think that is the next stage is to start questioning these. I think that's the beauty of the mystery of life. The real mystery is chasing these things, like finding out what the dream state really is, finding out what spirituality is, yeah. find, trying to find out what consciousness consciousness is. I think we've been given the capability as a human being on this planet to actually like have conscious thought and actually put our mind into them different segments. Yeah. Like maybe like an animal, maybe an animal in the tree is not thinking that far on, but I think the beauty of us as a human in this life form that we've been given in this vessel, mm-hmm. we can actually start questioning these different things. I think you're exactly right, Dan. I think you've hit the nail bang on the head. And I think we we need to ask them questions, though. It's it's time. I think it is time that, like, man and woman started understanding, like, things need to change. Yeah, yeah. There's too much, like, destruction. There's too much negative energy. There needs to be this whole new 
spiritual connection and we need we need to join together the people who are consciously awake to make a difference in life and create something so powerful and like I've been like and when we're talking about these cultures as well like we're talking like about how like cultures from um, 2,000 to 5,000 years ago like the ancient Egypt sorry talking about the ancient Egypt how the they were more culturally understanding of this. Yeah. But if you just look at like 200 years ago, like the Native Americans or something, like yeah, yeah, like they ha- they were absolutely beautiful in their understanding, probably more than I've ever thought. Yeah, they, like, they were such a fascinating uh, culture. It was really, really were, and like there's loads of quotes, speeches. I mean, absolutely incredible. Like what one great quote which I love. By um, a great holy leader like Sitting Bull, he said that every seed is awakened, and so is all animal life. Yeah, it is through this mystery, mysterious power that we too have been, been, and therefore yield to our animal neighbours the same rights as ourselves to inhabit this land. They were consciously connected to like animals. They, they understood it. They understood it. That's what I was going to say. They, they, they had this. They realised that the connection to the earth. That we we're not separate from the earth; we're a part of the earth, and that's where I think it always comes back to when the spiritual context is realizing that you're a part of everything. You're not separate from anything. Everything that's every all this energy and all this all this existence and whatever is around us is all floating around us now, is not separate from you. Mm. You are that tree. We are this laptop. We are everything. I think that's everything is just an experience within an experience within another experience within another experience. And that's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing about it. But as well, I think what I think's good as well is right. Um, is that's why I really think right. It's important. It's so important um, to have this um, role of like spirituality in society, because I really think that every single like every decision we make, right, every single direction, every choice, it opens up this new like universe. Yeah. And I and I, I really think that that ultimately comes from like taking control of your inner self. And as well, not just the inner self as well, but appreciating everything that's around you as well. So like you said, the Native Americans were taking care of the land. They were aware of the animals, taking care of the animals, treating the animals right. They had really strong values. Yeah, values, and it comes back to that as well, and it always comes back to the values. I think it's, uh, like like I said before, like about Native Americans, I mean, that's like not long, and that's not like um, 5,000 years ago. That's just a couple of hundred years ago, and that still like shows that maybe human evolution is going in the right direction. Still, I mean, something else that um, uh, someone else, like a really wise Native American chief, someone called um, Chief uh, Seattle, he had that famous speech where the president of the United States wanted to buy his land. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was so powerful because his response was... Yeah, I've heard this. This is a fascinating concept. Yes. It was absolutely powerful because he said, like, how can you buy or sell the sky? Yeah, yeah. The warmth of the land? Like, this idea is strange to us. If we do not own the freshness of the air and the sparkle of the water, how can you buy them? Yeah, that's... You know what it is? That's so funny to me, right? Because when you said there, you don't own the, own the land. I think it's it's so funny when you think about it, right? That we... You get a you get a mortgage on a house. You buy a house. You buy the land for a house. How how the hell does man believe that he owns that land? Like people go around like 
buying the land, they're saying, oh, don't, don't step on this, this is my land. Don't, don't go in my wood, this is my wood. Exactly. Let's just uh, refrain you a second there, mate. This is not your wood. <laughs> this is not your land. This land was here before you and it'll be here long before you leave. It's just so funny when people, like, people attach that identity to, like, they believe they've bought this land. I own this land. Oh, peasant, don't come on this land. I own it. Don't step over my fence. This fence here, this is my boundary. I own this land. It's well as well, though. Like, something else. It's so funny, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's hilarious because it's so, like, it's misconstrued. It's scary, though, as well. But I think something that else that Chief Seattle said in the speech, it's not just his land that's sacred to the to his people. Every part of this earth is sacred to us people. Yeah, yeah. It's like every shining pine needle, every sandy shore, every mist in the dark woods, every clearing and humming insect is holy in the memory and experience of my people. The sap which courses through the trees carries the memories. And how beautiful is that? How much of a connection is that? That is far beyond anything like I could really understand at the minute until... Obviously, I'm not connected to him his consciously, but I feel his conscious words inside me, yeah, yeah. and I resonate with it. Yeah, and I think I, the reason why you resonate is because of part of your journey that you're on now, you realise that you really don't own anything. You don't own that tree. You don't own your house. You don't own. You don't own your. You don't even own your own thoughts. You don't even own your mind. You don't even own this body that we've been given on this planet. You're just. You're just having. You're just um, inhabiting these little these little aspects of your life. Just while you're in this existence right now, mm-hmm. you don't own them for the rest of your life, and that's. I think that's why the part of your journey you're on your life now, mm-hmm. you're realizing that you're not really yourself. You're something deeper than that. I think it's funny because we've got we've. It's basically like we've rented these suits. Yeah, yeah. And we've and we've just have to have to use them. You can you can either send these suits back, and it could be a complete mess. I yeah. could send them back completely clean and fresh and go thank you for that experience. Yeah. And that's but it, beautiful. Man. But it's also like as well, like we've been um one day we just we just got put on a spaceship and we just said, Right, um where are we going where we're going on holiday this for this for seventy five years which seems like so long for us but it could be just a blip of time somewhere else. Yeah, I know. Where where we go, where we're going for where do you want to go on holiday this week? Um Mom Mom, um can I have a go to Earth please? I wanna to go to Earth. Um, um, okay, we'll go to Earth. It, it looks, uh, it's quite like it, at the minute on Earth. It's like quite of a, it's quite of a challenging time. It looks quite fun down there. We'll we'll go and experiment that. It's yeah. on the cusp of on a cusp of a change, a cusp of a yeah. conscious evolution. And you tell us what it's like your journey, and I'll tell you what mine was like. Yeah, yeah. But mom, but when I go to Earth this time, um, I want to be a boy. Yeah, mom, I want to be a girl. Okay, but mom, 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 I want to be a uh, butterfly. But you don't live for that long. But mum, I don't care. I want to be a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, that, man. You know what I mean, though? Imagine yeah, that, though. The choice of, like, being reincarnated and whatever you want and just living this cycle over and over again and just experience all these different lives and one minute you're a homeless guy, the next minute you're, like... You're, you're a king. A, you're a king and... Next minute you're a tree. Mm. The next minute you're a laptop. <laughs> and then the laptop's saying, who's these idiots speaking into me? <laughs> I'm sick of these 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 like these terrible conversations about absolute junk. <laughs> it's beautiful though, isn't it? It's a really interesting scenario that makes you think like, like why why bother thinking about what com- what do you want to come back as when you've still got a long time to go in here? So 
present present exactly. moment embrace the moment so what what do you think do you think is the like the future of spirituality see i think i think dan i think this is perfect right because i think the future needs to go back to the beginning it's interesting that and i think it really does and i think this is where the connection was there and it was just this pure love energy connection to this planet and i think that's what makes like makes me be grateful for the past because it like shows us glimpses into the future see i think as well when you said that as well though where you said we need to go into the past maybe we don't because maybe we just need to embrace the now Mm-hmm. And we need to actually realise I think it's just more of a remembering process Like we already know this deep down we don't, yeah. You don't need to go in a sense to go all the way back you just, it's, just, it's more of a remembering process Of what we already know Like we've already been saying throughout this pro- podcast Remember the things you know we should be really doing Maybe it's a part of that Maybe Maybe it is it's, Maybe it's just about this different understanding But like we were talking about before Like Maybe we are the still Maybe we are The chiefs of this generation Maybe we are the like the chief Seattle and and sitting bull. Maybe we are them. Yeah, yeah. But maybe we are the ancient Egyptians as well. But maybe we are the problem as well. Yeah, definitely. So we've got to understand that we are everything. And only until we realise that we're everything can we realise that we can make a change. You know what I mean? Because we can control everything when we when we understand we're everything. See, that's why I really feel, right, if you think about us as a human race on this planet now, and with the future of, like, spirituality, the future out of this world and stuff, I really think that there's, there's, this, there's this, like, innate um, drive in every, all of us to, like, evolve or ascend to that next level. Mm-hmm. And to improve and push ourselves to, like, to them next boundaries and reach them potential. And I think we're in an incredible time where we, we are, like, if you look at the human race on this planet, we are, like, at a, an incredible time. Mm-hmm. Where we can like expand our, we we can put our we can put our uh, conscious thought into the, all these different areas of life to try and improve ourselves. Yeah. Then one of the big important things as well that we've always we've all, we've got we've got this we've got this innate drive that's built inside our in our side of our hardware to constantly keep growing and learning, and live the experiences and live life to the full. Find truth, develop our mind. Just expand our view, expand our whole world view on everything, and even expand our consciousness. And I think that's why we're in this in, a beautiful time in life. And that's why I really think we need to urge ourselves and urge people to serve like everyone and serve our inner selves on this deeper level, and start making a difference in our own lives and start making a difference to everyone else's lives as well. And I think that's beautiful when we all come together and we've realised that we can actually all cultivate this together. Mm. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Dan. I think is when we are together, just like it is with anything, if you put like all these sticks together, you can break a stick, an individual stick, easy. But if you put a thousand sticks together and you try to break it, how hard that be? Exactly. You can't break it. It's like so, a piece of paper as well. You fold a piece of paper up so many times, you can't rip it. Exactly. But actually, I think like and that's, I think that's a beautiful lesson. Actually, sorry, I didn't run it, run it up, But I think a beautiful lesson about the paper, right? Is the paper is that individual? You fold the individual. What's that you doing? It's you leveling up, becoming stronger. Yeah, yeah. You like fold that. again. You're getting stronger. Then you are getting stronger again, and you're getting strong. And you're getting so strong that you can't eventually be broken. Whereas I think if it's like the idea of the sticks, I think one individual stick by itself, no matter how thick it is, can be broke. But when you put loads of sticks together, 
even sticks who are just remotely on the same path but they're going to be hard to break you can put so many sticks together they won't break which is very interesting and I think that's I think that's a good note to leave the podcast on and I think we should all become the stick definitely and start coming together but I'd just like to say it's been an absolute amazing podcast recording here but I'd just like to say peace and love thank you for listening and just embrace the spirituality within peace brothers and sisters really hope you enjoyed our scenes of life episode about spirituality we really did have a great conversation and hopefully this episode episode also resonated with your journey anyway guys as a little added bonus i'm going to play out this podcast with one of my favorite songs in the world to see this podcast out called great spirit by nako bear so thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys next week in the next episode enjoy peace Great spirit, I have had it Bring me back to the nomadic Way of weaving through the damage Mindful, stay mindful Great spirit, for my sisters Let me be a flowing river Flood the banks, the rocks that bind her Carry, I'll carry Discover his process, now that's progress. Great spirit, all that hinders, tie reminders to my fingers. I must speak with you more often. In every single situation, easy now Go on, speak loud, great spirit, take me instead Guide me down the road of red and Kashala I am saying, praying, system collapse nothing but the earth will last and i'll be singing sweetly into the darkness now 
heart this great spirit on my tongue be still be still the time will come when everyone will sing all life is sacred while i'm waiting great spirit my fist is up bringing the power to the people your reflection of us some of your people can't hear it the cries of the earth some of your people can't feel it the way that it hurts and it hurts great spirit Lyrical testimonies, spirited lyricists, weaving around false prophecies, spirit directed and selective with the message I bring. While the ship slowly sinks, I've been directed to sing. I'm like a wrecking ball, breaking down the walls of the past. A minimalist, living on this with the last of my cash. You're gonna be justified with how you treated the land. You're gonna be by my side when I stand in the mound and change. Great spirit.